Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm here, so... <laughs> I'm Shea Gibbs-Sogs and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have... I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells me to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like... <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Vava, this is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, is my good friend, Michele Berra. Michele, what's up? Well, this morning I had all the feelings like the <laughs> why are you not playing Bertans kind of feeling to the why in the hell this guy is playing? Uh, and then Wow, this was my morning. I, um, I still five forty-five and seven a.m. Amazing. <laughs> I still I still can't believe it. So um, I took my family to the game last night, and you know, had my wife and all my kids wow. there at the game. Your wife, my Sorry. my wife. Um, also, shout out as I'm holding this up in the stream. Shout out to Ryland Styles for getting me a Kenny Hustle shirt. When he went to Kenny Hustle's uh, retirement, Jersey retirement at TCU this weekend. Um, but yeah, I took my kids and my wife to the game. And, you know, we're in the third quarter. And my my older son is, and my, my older middle son are like both really into the NBA now. And they're both looking at me like, what is this? This is the Raptors. Why are the Raptors doing this to us? And I thought it was such a good test for this team because Mm -hmm. what they did is they threw like these aggressive aggressive doubles at Shea really high up like in this like quasi zone that just did not allow Shea like freedom of movement they were throwing multiple guys at him it was and it basically forced them away from any isolation basketball whatsoever and it ended up like it started out being like really bad like really really bad because they couldn't make shots, and they were just everything was clunky. It just, the feel of the game just was kind of gross from the Thunder's end. You know the the Raptors were great; like they were finding really good shots. They RJ Barrett was like a maniac in transition; like they were playing great basketball. And the Thunder just could not get their footing 
in this offense. And then finally, they started to get Shea off the ball very, very consistently. And they had mm-hmm. Giddy bringing the ball up. <coughs> Excuse me. They had Lou bringing the ball up. And it forced Shea off the ball. And he'd get it back eventually. But it forced him off the ball, which threw off this like defensive plan. And then the Thunder were able to generate so many threes, like so many good threes. And that's how they got into this. They only made 36%, but they made 23 threes because they took 63 three-point attempts. How many? 63. Can you believe that? Like That to me is like one of the stats of the game. They took 63 of their 110 shots, 63 were three-point shots. I mean, if you told somebody in 2010 that a team is going to take 63 three-point shots, they would just say, like, you're an, you're an idiot. Like, you're a, like you yeah. have lost your <clears throat> mind thinking someone will take that many. And you know what? Like, they needed to because a lot of people may complain about the foul calls. There weren't a lot of fouls called on the Raptors. I thought, personally, I thought they did a good job on the Thunder. Yeah. And there were definitely some moments where there should have been some foul calls. I mean, Shea only took three free throws in this game, which is like... Yeah, and not for lack of trying. I mean, yes, they took maybe different kind of shots. Um, But yeah, I mean, at a certain point, it was like 12 to none, uh, which is okay, but um, but maybe not exactly right. Um, the, the defense was very interesting. It was sort of a matchup zone where start zone and then you match up or you double mm-hmm. um, some guy. It was mm-hmm. not a boxing one because they started mm-hmm. with a 2-3 or 3-2 three, two, depending mm-hmm. on, on, on the moment yep. uh, kind of front, mostly 2-3. Yep. A- and then <clears throat> they were just matching up with Shea as soon as he like occupied a certain place of, uh, in uh, on, on the court. So he approached um, the three-point line and it was like, okay, like Scotty and whoever are going to be right yeah. there. And Scotty, yeah. dude, Scotty Barnes is a horrifying defender. Because he is yeah. giant. Like Scotty is giant. And he can move his feet. He's got long arms. He's got good timing. Shea, Shea couldn't do a whole lot with Scotty last night. And yeah. especially if he threw a double with Scotty there. It was a really, yeah, really it was really, really tough for him. But credit to Shea. He was willing to get off the ball. He was willing to help generate those threes and to generate the kinds of offense that you need to. Not every top two player in the league is willing to do stuff like that. And he was willing to do it. And credit <clears throat> to a guy that we have given a lot of flack, that a lot of people have given a lot of flack, that people want traded, that people don't think should be on this team. Josh Giddy played the, the best game of this season. 24 points, six boards, six assists, two blocks, only two turnovers in the game, nine of 15, two of six from three. One of those threes was huge huge and the fact and and it really was like to me the fact that he wasn't hesitant to take those shots it's like anytime he wasn't hesitant and he's just going to take it you just have to live with the results you have to and he was really really good and there were two key plays of the game I actually made a video of this earlier and put it on Twitter and on our YouTube page go check it out but the two plays that I think were like the two moments of the game that I was like that's the game right there it's obviously The, the slob wizard pass to Wiggins, Wiggins. to get yeah. them to overtime, which, you know, Shea tried to make that mid-range jumper. They ended up getting the ball back because the Raptors were out of bounds. And that pass was, I mean, it was so crazy. 
like when I, I went back and like rewatched, I probably watched it a hundred times this morning. And the play was just genius. Like shout out to Mark Degnault because that dude is just so yeah. smart. Because it really you got Shea kind of looking like he's going to the three point line. You had the screen from Lou, and you had Wiggins get he had a step on quickly and <clears throat> excuse me. Goodness, Giddy threw the ball before Wiggins had even broke free. I mean, he had already thrown it. Like it was yeah. I mean, it was like it's definitely like a quarterback moment where it's like, okay, we've run this play. <clears throat> I know you're supposed to hit this spot at this time, and I'm throwing the ball there. You better yeah. get there. And it was the same thing to Wiggs. And credit credit to Mark, credit to Giddy, who, I mean, how many guys in the league can throw that pass? I mean, there's one on the Thunder yeah. that can throw Handful. that pass. Yeah. Like, there's not, it's, there's not very many guys. Like, it's like LeBron, Giddy, who, yeah. Jokic. Yeah. That's that's I mean, probably the like list. That, that might be maybe, the list. Maybe Tyrese Liburton on a yeah. On maybe Tyrese, night. but Tyrese is also not that is not big enough. Like that's the thing with like LeBron yeah. and Jokic. Like, Giddy's six foot eight. He's big, and that's like part of the reason why he's such a good sideline out of bounds guy because he can just see all over the court. Throws the ball, gets to Wiggins, and Wiggins is like that's Wiggins' skill is cutting to the basket and timing on cuts. Yeah, and, and making he, trees apparently. Wow. I mean, Wit Wiggs was really good. He got in, the, and we'll talk about this later. But I want to talk about that, and then and then I want to hit on the second play that I thought was the play of the game. Thunder up three. There's like thirty some some odd seconds left in the second overtime. One, again, this has happened twice on like a game winning shot. Is that Shea is willing to set the screen for a teammate? And he screened mm-hmm. off Gary Trent Jr., who was on Giddy. And then Giddy, like, once he gets to RJ Barrett, he like just gets a step on Barrett. And then he finished over Barnes, like confidently. Yeah. Like went and finished over Barnes. Barnes fouled him. The defense Barnes played on that play was awful. I don't know if he's like just exhausted yeah. or like what was going on there, but it was really bad. But Giddy finished over, and that to me was just like, okay, there he is. Because we know that Josh is not a bad NBA player. Like we know that. What we have yeah. seen over the last like month and change is a not a good NBA player. He just flat out hasn't been good. And some yeah, of it, I would say that he had some good moments over a season where he didn't look like the part. And and he admitted um, as such after the game too. You know, he had talked to the media after the game for the first time in a long time, and he, you know, talked about how hard the season has been for him. And yeah, it's been very yeah. difficult on and off the court for him, and the him trying to figure out his role and his place in all of this is not easy. And, and he talked about how it takes time to figure it out, and there has to be sacrifices. And he has been like one of the guys who sacrificed the most because he's been playing a completely different role. And then you see him playing this game, you're like, okay, well, there he is. Like, there's Josh Giddy. Yeah, he's not a three and D player, which is kind of what he's been asked to be. In certain moments, like that's not him. They have to figure out a way to get more consistent looks like this for him, where things can flow a little bit better and he can play mm-hmm. with more confidence. And I think it, it kind of, it's not just like the team needs to do it, like he needs to do it. Like everybody needs to figure out how this works for him to work within the team. But like last night with Dub out, 
if Josh Giddy didn't exist, like Josh Giddy wasn't on this team with Dub out in a game like this, they lose this game. You don't believe in the Mitzic uh, thing? Favo was good. He was good in spots. Favo was good. <clears throat> I no, just I'm don't, kidding. They don't have they don't have another guy. Like what happens when J Dub is hurt? Or like maybe J Dub doesn't in the in the playoffs. J Dub doesn't have doesn't have it one game. And maybe yeah. Giddy does. I think that like um, they're gonna have to figure I it think, out. I think that there was one thing that was even better than most of his offense, and it was the fact that he actually played very useful and impactful defense. Mm -hmm. That is something that has no excuses whatsoever throughout the season. And and even throughout the first 24 minutes of game last night, he played some horrific defenses. And I mean, I'm not sure if I'm more mad or uh, relieved by this game because I saw plays where he defended RJ better, uh, RJ Barrett really well. Yeah. Where is this version of Giddy? Mm -hmm. He's clearly capable of. He's swatted him twice mm -hmm. by getting into a help defense in a, with with good timing, with like grit, with energy. He was rebounding like a madman. Like, where is this version of Giddy? And I know that sometimes offense is the thing that feeds defense, mm -hmm. but this game was the exactly way around, mm -hmm. the other way around. He started off very well in the second half defensively after it was pined, um, and. And he was just a different player. Yep. And this is the player. It, it doesn't matter how where you get the ball. Granted, I think that he likes better when he can be in certain spots. Yep. But it's not that he's not getting the ball. I mean, it's how the defenses are guarding him. Mm -hmm. And he needs to find ways to make it work. And last night he did. Boy, oh boy, he did. Mm -hmm. He was finding wigs over and over again. Yep. Um, Lou Dort played a sensational game oh passing my wise. Lou was he, so he, good. He was like fantastic. When have I you mean, seen I, him have those like drive and dump off passes? He did it like this season. This is this is something that I I I I think we, you especially because you are a believer, I was more of a yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Um <laughs> and and he's he was doing that to such a high level. Yeah. And the grit, the I mean, the power that Ludor yeah. had in this game. Yeah. He was the other kick that this team had with Shea being guarded the way he was. Mm. And now, and I, I will finish this very erratic and nonsensical monologue by saying that yes, the defense was great, but I still think that it's a byproduct of the players that are on the court. Because if you have I was screaming like a crazy man on the treadmill this morning. Why are you not playing Bertans? And I know that Bertie is not able to play any defense yeah. whatsoever. But the fact that you can double Shea and the fact that they couldn't afterwards was just one guy making them pay from three mm -hmm. consistently. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I love the fact that Giddy had a great game. And I think that he has a spot in this team. Um, because of the things that you were that you were saying, like he may be the guy who just play a different brand of basketball, playing such a unique uh, way of like flowing through the offense that I think it's rare. But you still are missing shooting so much, yeah. And and this is why you have defenses concentrating this much on Shea, and. 
and if you want to play Giddy a lot, then you even need more shooting. Mm -hmm. So I think that this game shows that, yes, Giddy can be a useful player, that Dort can be an amazing, amazing competitor and, and player on this league, but that this team needs shooters so badly, mm -hmm. so, so badly to be to be the best team in the league, not to be just a 52-53 win team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree with that point at all. And I think you can fill your bench with those kind of guys. You know, and Kaysen, mm -hmm. Kaysen went out in the game. Kaysen can be a good shooter, too. Yeah. Went out with a shoulder injury. Um, but yeah, what the one, one like a few more stats that I loved. They got Chet 10 threes last night. 10. Yeah. Oh, so great. He made four out of 10, 40%. Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, yeah. the, and the fact that he, the fact that they generated those threes for him and he didn't hesitate to take any of them. Yeah. I mean, this is another thing that is connected. As soon as like Wicks and Chet started to hit threes, I mean, the game was different. Granted, an aggressive scheme on one player is sustainable. I mean, there are many players and many teams who, who do that. But when you have guys like, like Chad, like Wiggs, I mean, it, as soon as they started hitting trees, the game was so lopsided. I mean, they won like 80 to 50, whatever, over the last 32 minutes. So yeah. 34 minutes, sorry. So it's, um, yeah, it's great that the Chad is taking these many trees. And I, I really think that this is more of the right usage maybe maybe not 10 but but between six and seven sure like do that every single night yeah and take them like take the shots yeah. i mean that's been kind of some yeah. of the issue with chet is like he just sometimes will have it and will pump and look and like record scratch a little bit and but no like he's he's taking the shots which is like what do you like just take the shots uh, I also thought like the, the Thunder's offensive rebounding in particular was really good. They only lost the rebounding mm -hmm. battle by three, in which like that's pretty good. Like the the Raptors are big, like they're a big team with Pirtle and Barnes as your front line. Like those dudes are big, and the Thunder handled them pretty well, I thought. And like Dort's offensive rebounds, which are just like these, it's almost like he's his hand is like a paddle or something, and like the ball is there, and he's just like. Bop! Like him and Kenrich did that last night. I thought he was really good. Wiggins had four offensive rebounds. We can talk about Wiggins now. Wiggs was amazing last night. Wiggs, yeah. somebody was asking in the chat earlier, like, what is he, a guy, a dude? What is he? He's a guy. This is a guy. He was really good. In 33 minutes, and some of that was, like, Kaysen couldn't play the rest of the game, but he defended well. He took 11 threes. And, and part of me is just like, taking 11 threes yes sign me up for that don't even tell me what the results were like i don't even really honestly yeah. care what the results were because like i think he missed at one point he missed like three or four in a row and i'm just like cool. yeah at the beginning it's like yeah. just like keep shooting just keep shooting. how many times in okc is three there are three players with more than 10 trees attempted <sighs> I don't know. It, it it honestly is going to have to take something really extreme, like what the Raptors did last night, for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's what got them that many. It was like just the this the sheer just craziness of that. I mean, do you know what the his season high in attempts was before yesterday, Wiggins? From three. 
Yeah, from three. Six. Six is correct. How'd you know that? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I just guessed. No. You're just really good. You're really good at this game. I'm just um, really lucky. <clears throat> no, um, I, I felt just, like watch a lot there of were games basketball. with more than five. <laughs> in fact, listen to this. His his season high in field goal attempts before last night was 11. That's as many threes yeah. as he took yesterday. Um, it was really good. It was really, really good. Um, he had more points in the San Antonio game where he had 22 had the uh, walk-off interview but yesterday yeah. his impact was felt he was hitting threes he made good passes he obviously had the cut to win the game from the the slob wizard pass he you know was whenever they needed giddy off the court for defense who did they turn to they turned to wigs and he was awesome for them yesterday and a lot of it is like there's no J-Dub in this. There's no Isaiah Joe. You know, they need to give minutes to somebody else, and he really stepped up. He mm-hmm. and Kenrich were really, really good off the bench. Kenrich, obviously not in the scoring department as much, but defensively, Kenrich was there, and Kenrich was, like, aggressive and very good. Yeah. But Wiggs with 20 points, six boards, two assists, only one turnover, 8 of 17 overall, 17 shots. Like That's just, like, mind-blowing. Um, and then 11 threes from Wiggs. It's just like, yes, please keep doing that. And, there, and a lot of them are these wide-open corner threes that, you know, if you tell me that he can get that many wide-open threes, like, yeah, take them. Take all of them. And that won't happen, you know. Yeah. They may not happen again this season. It probably won't because, you know, Shea only took 17 shots. He only got to the free throw line. He only took three free throws in this game. Two of them were uh, – Te- or one of them was a tech free throw, you know. One and so uh, two. two and he made it click quickly. That was on the court. He made it. That's that's amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll sit next to next to somebody, and when he stepped up for the tech free throw, I was like, I don't think he's gonna make this. It's like he made it. Good job, good job, Shay. Shay was so good last night. There's there's the one picture I need to load it up here on Streamyard because it is so funny. He had that monster jam at the end of the game. I mean, just absolutely insane. And the, uh, the photo is so, so, so funny. Uh, I first saw it when Joe Masato tweeted it out this morning. And I want to give credit to Brian Terry from the Oklahoman on this photo, because it is a gem and you, and I'm, I'm pretty confident that he's looking at RJ, RJ Barrett, um in this in this photo but it is just beautiful hold on i'm still i'm i'm like stalling right now trying to <laughs> get this in here <laughs> um but j- i mean shay his game yesterday it was a very very mature game is is how i would put it in that he yeah. knew for the greater good that he had to play off ball and that other guys had to had to bring it up and other guys had to initiate offense and he had to be the screener for Giddy and he had to do all these things, which is not anything new from Shea. It's not new that he would be um that he would be a very like mature superstar. But yesterday was just like another case of that. Here here's this photo. It is just so funny. <laughs> 
I just when I saw it, I just like couldn't stop laughing. It reminded me of the the Dave Chappelle game blouses sketch. Um, it, it's just so fun. You, by the way, did you watch the Chappelle show? Are you are you aware no. of the Chappelle show? No, no. I'll have to send you the clip. Um, but <coughs> that photo is just, I I was just dying. It's it's so good. Chase is so so good. He was. Yeah. And like with with the news of Embiid having surgery, and weird, just ambiguous timeline, like MVP is open for this guy. He has a shot. He has a shot. He almost had a five by five against the Hornets. Almost had a five by five on Friday night. Yeah, I do think that in this in this case, um, the second part of the season and their record is the defining factor. I think that he will have the stats. Mm-hmm. Nobody is nobody questioned his defense. Um last night he had four fouls in the first 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh and then he was able to be impactful late. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the beginning of the third quarter where it was just a little bit um yeah let's try not to pick this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the end it was like all over the place. And the fact that you can have a guard that is swatting a three ball um like just Dude, just I, by playing I'm sound. so glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about it and it like left my brain for some reason. I mean he just shut him down and, and he that that was incredible. That was an incredible moment. It was on Gary Trent. Um just like no. Like you're not even getting a shot off. The same thing happened with um was it quickly and Chet where quickly had Chet out on an island and yeah. They thought, I mean, quickly thought, all right, it's time to cook. Money time. And here's the thing. You can't put Chet on an island like that. There are very few guys in the NBA that can just get the ball out on an island with Chet and are going to get a shot off that's good at all. And Chet blocked that shot. And it was, I mean, that was such a cool moment for both those guys where it's like, hey, like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to put the thunder on an island, you better be sure, and you better be awesome. Like you better be one of the best guys in the league, like because you're not cooking Chet or Shea, which was just to me th- those two moments are. It's just like th- it's the beginning of what we're gonna see from this team, because not only can like offensively they get to a level that is just unbelievable but defensively through their like two main stars shoot like you can't you're not going to cook those i guys. would say three main stars three main stars i mean defender dub is really good too yeah they're three main stars you can't do it yeah um, and um and yeah back to shea i mean the fact that he yes he made himself available to to be the decoy and to be the guy who was moving the ball doing the other things while being efficient on a night where he was guarded very very well by by toronto and especially barnes as we mentioned um it's the thing that i liked the most about this game after i i was really questioning the um, the game plan for mark dignall because it was hey what are we doing here yeah then he sees that he has to throw a punch at the beginning of the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and that was another key of the game mm-hmm. like let Shea be there for the first three minutes yeah so that 
I mean, you keep the flow going. You just have like three good minutes. It doesn't matter if you really uh, close the game now, but you just have, you can't allow a run yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. So stay on the court and just do that. Mm -hmm. And he did that. Mm -hmm. And this was such a great read on the game. You can't have it all, yeah, totally. all nights. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be too much for Shay. But the fact that he was there and he played 48 minutes yeah. and he was still able to make great plays. And sometimes yeah. the, the great play is to recognize that you have to do a back screen for Giddy. And yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, Jokic is another guy that can do that, that mm. can be extremely impactful without really being the guy offensively. Yeah. And Shea, Shea was fine, like lowering the defense to be like, to double him and to stay all attached to him while others were really creating uh, the scoring opportunities. And this is, this is just a great player, a great player, uh, period. And again, the MVP thing to me is going to be, can they be the best team in the West? Are they recognized at the end of the season as the best team in the West? Maybe he wins it anyway, but I think that if that is the case, if by numbers and by record, OKC is the number one seed in the West, then he's going to make it. I don't have many questions in my mind if that happens. I don't. I just think they need to be better than Denver. I think if they're better than Denver, they do it. That he does it. If they're in, the, you know, if they're higher in the standings in Denver, because like like no one's winning it on the T Wolves. Like it's just. I know. Happen. I know, but if you have like Jokic there. They will start and say, are two or three games really the difference? I mean, Jokic is the best player. Zach Lowe said it on this very podcast. Mm -hmm. Nikola Jokic is the best player in the league right now. And if the margin is not really wide in terms of victories, of course, if Denver drops in the second part of the season, yes, you're right. But if Denver is third then I think that OKC needs to be the first team in the West and has a little bit of a cushion. They have to be the best. And Shea, if he plays like this, is clearly the reason why OKC is there. And so I think that like, to bring a team that won like 40 games um, out of 82 last year, adding Chet Holmgren, which clearly helps, but then being able to, to, to make like a 17 wins uh, leap mm. in a season, that is insane. If it's more, like that's that's just insane. Yeah, I I personally think Shay's gonna win it. <laughs> I think Shay's gonna I like win. I like I like confident Andrew. I think Shay's gonna win the MVP. I think it's gonna happen. Um to have this kind of turnaround and to be at the top of the West is is really, really tough to do. Uh I mean, through 50 games, this comes from, from the Thunder. Through 50 games, they've tied their best record in the Western Conference at 35-15. and 15. It's the best start since the 15-16 season when they had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook on the team. Yeah. Like, they're, they're back. They're back, back. And yeah. I, th I think Shea has been the second-best player behind Joel Embiid this season. Mm -hmm. What To me, the argument is this. Is Jokic the best player in the NBA? Yes. Has he played like the best player in the NBA this season? No, because Shea has. In, yeah. Number one, Embiid has. 
but Embiid's going to be out, and it's unfortunate for them and for Sixers fans. Like I totally feel for Sixers fans because that's just feels like Groundhog Day, you know, like the movie Groundhog Day, but it just plays out in years instead of days. <laughs> I mean, it's just so tough. But Shea's been the second best guy. When you're talking about defense, the defensive jump that he's made, the offensive mm-hmm. leap that he's made, the only other player in NBA history to have this many 30-point games at to this point in the season, 50 games in, 86-87, Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, the consistency is it's just wrong. Like, it's... And, and again, I think that with, with Jade up there, the technique that the Raptors and the Wolves used, um, which was really like deserving, deservingly uh, on every single podcast uh, last week. Yeah, that works because you have just Shea. If you add J-Dub to last night's game, it's not the same. When they play together, you can't really do that. J-Dub will destroy you if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, yes, the, the final moments against the, the T-Wolves were like a blueprint of how you guard a team with... Kenrich Williams, Lou Dort, and Josh Giddy as, or, or Aaron Wiggins as player number two, three, and four, mm-hmm. or three, four, and five of your rotation. Mm-hmm. But if you have like Chet, Shea, and Dub on the court together with maybe Isaiah Joe, you can't play that. You yep. can't use those schemes. You can't be that aggressive. Yeah, can't do it. You're going to, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You just, you're going to lose. And so, Shea had four, um, 14 assists last night. Like, yeah. He made the adjustment. The adjustment was made where it was like, okay, you're gonna take you're gonna take this away from me. I don't care. We're gonna win anyways. Yeah. Like that's an MVP. All right. I'm doing my thing then. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what an MVP does. Yeah. You know what? You're gonna shut me down. You're not gonna shut Josh Giddy down. Let me screen his guy. See ya. And one. Game over. I mean That was really, really something. It was. It was a it was, that was like yeah. it felt like a moment in the arena. The arena was just on fire last night during that run. I mean, they're down 23 yeah. points. They're down 23 points. I don't even we mentioned that yet. Down 23 points. You know, it's it's Sunday. You're getting closer to the trade deadline. All-star break is just like, they could have very well just like mailed it in and be like, you know what? It's not our night. It felt like, and it was funny because Brett Dawson tweeted this, you know, this kind of feels like it's not the Thunder's night, you know? And it did. It felt that way. It totally felt that way. I told, was telling my kids that, you know, like this is just how it goes sometimes. And boy, they just they just came through. They came through. Um, we have a uh, a question in the chat from one Tyler Parker, friend of the program uh, and friend in life. Uh, Andrew and Mikey, longtime listener, sometimes guest, first time chatter. He said some buffoons mentioned Wiggins as someone who might be a roster casualty at the beginning. Do you think they should die? <laughs> Digitally, yes. Uh, I think Digitally, so. I think that, that that could be like a good punishment. Uh, like they should really uh, digitally die, where yeah. you're not allowed on Twitter. You have to, you have to like, like start TikTok, a new Twitter account, Instagram, Facebook, yeah, whatever. Erased for I don't know a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I. I thought that Wiggins could be a guy that you move because he's not like um, an eight-man rotation kind of guy. Uh-huh. This is this was my thought because I yeah. 
the idea that I had is, yes, he's a nice player. He's a useful player. He can do so many things. Um, but the impact on the defensive end and on the offensive end because of the lack of elite shooting was questionable. Mm -hmm. Like this version is different because the the defense has improved, not a ton, but a bit. It was not bad. Now it's better. And the shooting changes everything. Do you know, Just, do you know what he's shooting from three, McKelly? Like, has that even like sunk into your brain? Because it hadn't really uh, sunk it's into 42. my brain. 42.8? No, no. It's higher? On the season, McKelly Barra, 51.4% from three. Wow. Did you? <laughs> That's, I was very impressed at 42.8. I was but last too. Year, last was season, too. it was like below 35, right? No, that number hadn't sunk into your brain either. 39 last season. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was 30% his rookie season. 39% oh, last is... year. That must have been yeah. what he was like as like for his career probably before the season. It was like under 35. Yeah. But then 51 so far this season. He's 36 of 70 from three. So it's still yeah. not quite i mean he's not a 50 i mean no one's a 51 percent high volume shooter but if he can be let me see what he is from the corners because like that that's the number that really matters with the kind of player like that he, he takes is. he took like 55 threes from the corners probably among 70 the one the 71 that he took yeah so he is yeah he's taken 45 percent of his shots from the corners this season hmm. shooting 46.9 percent from the corners so he's actually shooting better from above the break. <laughs> which is he's shooting better from which above is the insane. break. Yeah. Last season from the corners, you know what he was? This is where no. the improvement. This is where the improvement happened with Wiggs. He was only twenty eight percent from the corners last season. Yeah. No, and again, uh, to be clear, I'm not hating right now. Uh, I, I have eyes uh, and 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 a, and, a, and a brain, so I, I can clearly see now that he has improved a lot. My thinking was at the beginning of the season, he's an asset. He can play for sure. I, I just don't know if you can, if you can use him maybe to get someone who is a better uh, eighth man kind of guy, because it was a little bit like I didn't like the the, uh, the playing game for for Wiggs. It was okay, but I, I didn't think that he could get into a game and change the course. I always thought, yes, he's a guy that can play, and he will be reasonably good any given night, which is something that you need, don't get me wrong. But what is he, what he, what he is doing this year is changing the course of some games with his offense, which, again, I didn't notice last year, and I was wrong. Um, saying that he would, could, could be a roster casualty, though, that is, that's, no, like, he's clearly a good NBA player. He was, was clearly last year a good NBA player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been very impressed with Wiggs. I mean, he's, I mean, if you're, if you're going to argue, and a lot of people have, and, you know, I give Thunder fans a lot of credit because if you want to argue that, you know, you don't need to make a deal, you know, that, what happened last night, is you know a good evidence that like hey listen Isaiah Joe J Dub aren't there you have Aaron Wiggins you know yeah and he he was very very good and you know even like you you basically miss Casey Wallace for half the game Isaiah Joe and J Dub and like yeah. 
and to have Wiggs and Giddy step up in the way that they did was tremendous. I mean, it was it was tremendous for both of those guys, and like I mean, really good for them because it gives you know it gives the team not that the team doesn't know what they have in them. I mean, they know what they have in them, but it gives you like just real evidence of of how they can impact impact a game that had you know when you're down twenty three. There's pressure there, you know. You're the yeah. team that's supposed to be winning this game, and the other team has like more points in the paint. They're turning you over at times. They're doing all these things. You can't get into your game because you can't get them to turn the ball over. You're not getting steals. You're not getting turnovers. You're yeah. not getting deflections. You're not playing in transition. Yeah. You know, you can't play in transition. Like, how are you going to combat that? And I give. I mean, you give all those guys that played big minutes last night a ton of credit because it, it took a lot of guts to come yeah. back and win that game. It was it was very impressive. It was like one of the most impressive games I've been at in a long time um, for this crew because it's that that was a tough one. You know, that's that was a really really tough one. And and I mean, guys are tired. You know, we yeah, about and, like, and sometimes a middle of the pack team comes into your place and plays well. Yeah. I mean, Toronto was playing very sound defense and mm-hmm. they were hitting shots. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, I mean, you just lose against a team like this. And and yeah, I mean, what OKC was missing was the second slash third best player, six men, and probably the seventh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not nothing. No, it's not. Uh, granted, it's it's just a few games right now, so it's it's definitely something that happens in an economy of an NBA season. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still no- noticeable that, like those two guys, especially Dub and Joe, are like probably the most important guys in terms of spacing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you miss them both at the same time. It's exacerbating the the issues with spacing mm-hmm. uh, that they have mm-hmm. because yeah, even if Kenrich or Lou makes shots, they they make shot, they will not be guarded in the same way, not mm-hmm. nearly the same way. Mm-hmm. So no, that's exactly right. They won't. That's exactly right. Awesome game. Uh, shout out to P Tony Eleven in the chat. Um, met him at the game last night. My kids were trying to get uh, Raptors autographs last night and I was standing next right to, I believe his name is Parker. So shout out to him. Uh, and shout out to my buddy Billy Martin from uh, Good Charlotte was at the game. He's a huge Thunder fan. Uh, he's a down to dunker. And yeah. he was at the game last night. So it was always, always He was in the chat see, last Monday. to see Billy. Yeah, Billy's in the chat um, here and there. Shout out to Billy. Great guy, great Thunder fan. He brought his kids to the game too, so it was like cool that for us to have our kids there. And he, like halfway through, was like texting me like, "Oh man, <laughs> this game is so brutal! What a brutal game to be at!" Like to choose to, go. and then it turned out to be like one of the best games to be at of the year. You know, yeah. this like double overtime thriller. It was great. Like it had like all the great elements because there were definitely points where I thought like even after they had come back down twenty three. There were a couple moments there where I was like, oh man, like the Thunder are not gonna, I cannot believe they're not gonna pull this game out. Um, yeah. You know, really before Wiggs hit that, before Josh threw the pass and Wiggs hit that layup after, I think it was Shea missed, yeah, Shea missed the, that 14 foot pull up. I, you just thought, oh my okay. gosh. And Barrett got the rebound and just like, 
ex- I don't know if he's just exhausted or what, but he stumbled out of bounds and like somehow the Thunder got the ball back. But when that ball didn't go in, I thought they're not going to win. Like they're not going to win okay. this game. That's it. Like that's going to be it. You know, it was going to be like it's like make or miss league kind of thing. You know, quickly had that driving layup to put them up 110 to 108 with 109 left. And then, like, nobody could make. Like, Wiggins missed a corner three. Shea missed the pull up. You know, Schroeder missed. And then somehow they got in position to, and it was like almost like perfect because it's like put Giddy at that point out of bounds, give Mark Degnault a, you know, timeout to like get a play. And it's like, you are cooked i don't care who the other team is like you are so toast if giddy's the inbounder and mark is the one drawing at the play you are done and and i thought that i was sitting there thinking that like yeah this is over like go to just go ahead and go to overtime we don't even need to do the play you just need to know that giddy i will not fact fact check you on, on this thing um, I'm just saying, yeah. like I feel that confident. Big... Like I feel that confident about those two, about Mark and Josh, and like doesn't matter if like who else it is. You know, you Aaron Wiggins, throw Aaron, Aaron Wiggins is gonna be the guy. Doesn't matter who it is. You don't need to, it doesn't need to be like somebody like crazy, crazy good. Like just give me wigs, cut to the basket, easy. Yeah, man, I love this team. I love watching this team. Yeah. Um, yeah, and emotions. I mean, it's oh, it's great. It's great. My my kids were going wild last night at the yeah. arena. It was just, I mean, it's just so much fun. Like, you just just gotta enjoy like this part of this rebuild and like the the way up. Because I mean, 30, 35 and fifteen, McKelly. They're thirty five and fifteen. Yeah, they're twenty games above that... five hundred. Twenty. Yeah, twenty two zero. Um, I think that is a good moment to just, and, and I did it in the middle of the game against Boston. I just, mm-hmm. maybe I already told the story. Mm-hmm. I just hit pause. I was in the morning in the mountains, like nobody awake, just me. I said, no, I have to, I have to stop. They were demolishing the Celtics. And I said, okay, it might not get better than this, but this is awesome. I mean, this team is insane. And now they got to January, which was like, which has been an incredibly tough month. And they struggled. Boy, they struggled. Yeah. 11 and 6. <laughs> like, this, this, is, this is just crazy. Like, it's, it's just insane what they, what they are doing. Yeah. And right now, we should really pause and look and say, okay, this team through 50 games is 35 and 15. Mm-hmm. I don't care what happens next. I really don't. We should not care. We should just, well, we should care. I mean, I care. Guys I definitely kind of thing, but care. It, our, our feelings should be like supported by the fact that this team in year, in the true year one of, hey, let's see what, what we have. Yeah, here they are. It's winning 35 game over the first 50. Yeah. That's that's insane. Mm-hmm. It's it's really insane, and it's something that we should stop and think about whenever we say, "Oh, they lost to the Pistons." Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not good, not not good at all. Yeah. But then you see them playing, like just just two days before, they demolished the Pelicans. I mean, that was and that was one win. of the best games they played this season. Was just exactly. Yeah. I mean, flip flop the two games, the record doesn't change. 
I mean, like how they play against the Pistons, it's not them. It's it's just the NBA. It's just that sometimes at my job, I have such a great, such a like terrible day that I write emails that don't, don't make sense. I mean, is this me? No. But when you when you grind it um, and you're tired and you have to do a gazillion things uh, because everything is important, like in a basketball game, every single possession is important, every single rotation, every single positioning, it's important. There is one game where you don't have it. And so my my point, and again, this is just another erratic and, and nonsensical monologue, is we should really appreciate whatever OKC is doing and just be elated to have the, uh, the blessing of following a team like this one. Yeah. Like imagine being a Charlotte Hornets fan <laughs> over the past 15 years. Uh, or even, I mean, or even just stuff, man. think stuff. that you jump on the Spurs bandwagon after they win the championship. It's mm-hmm. been terrible. Now they have Wemby, so it's it's looking good. Mm-hmm. Like think about the Hawks, who had those four All Stars one season, and now nothing. Yeah. Like, and, and again, OKC may be nothing next year, for what we know, but we've seen like constant success, an organization that is top class, and after two years of true tanking because that is that was the thing or replenishing rebuilding refurnishing whatever <laughs> they are there <laughs> yeah I, I don't remember the three r uh replenishing rebuilding uh, what, was another one? what is it Repen- it's not refurbishing Refurbish. for sure <laughs> it's um whatever the three r after the after the, that period they are there they're it's, as if, as, as in, in terms that they are the best team in the West. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, they are technically at the top of the West, although Mark Dagnall will not be the coach for the Western Conference All-Stars. And uh, that's weird, but it's because of conference record. So the tiebreaker for... The coaches, it's just like so weird. Like they have like so many, like here's the tiebreaker here. Here's the tiebreaker here. It's it's conference record. And so you look at Minnesota is 24 and 8. The Thunder are 21 and 11. So because they're tied, even though they, technically, I mean. It's Which just, I think it makes more sense, the one of the All-Star game compared to the one of the playoffs. But okay. Sure. I don't know. I mean, uh, so, it's the Western Conference playoffs. Yeah, it's true. Why should why should be the division one? I don't know. Yeah, division like to give weird. some importance to the division. To, to even pretend that divisions exist is weird. You know. Yeah, I get, I get it because like you want to. It's, it's part of it is like you go, you're going to play the people in your division more or the teams in your division more. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the Thunder are second in net rating, eight point one net rating. Defense, they're fourth in the NBA. The only teams that are better than them in defensive rating, Boston, Cleveland, Minnesota. And then offense, they're sixth. The only teams that are better, they're actually tied for fifth with Philly at 119.3 with Clippers, Bucks, Celtics, and Pacers are the only teams that are higher than them. You know, the Pacers are only like a point and change per 100 possessions uh, better than the Thunder. So, I mean, they're just right there with the best of the best in both offense and defense and have the second best net rating in the NBA. You know, the, the, the Timberwolves are 19th in offensive rating. 
um, which is why their net rating isn't nearly as good as OKC's. They're sixth in net rating, but they're 5.9, where the Thunder are 8.1. I mean, the, the Thunder are, over the season, the second best team in the NBA by when you look at these metrics. It's like, this is, that's the team. The only team that's better is Boston. And they're like significantly better. They've been awesome. But they're dealing with injuries and have had a slump of sorts themselves, you know. And the NBA season's hard. It's a long season. You got to go through the ups and downs of it. And the Thunder are, you know, getting through a, a tough stretch without J-Dub and without Isaiah Joe, like both very, very important players to what they do. And they're making it through. Uh, they play Utah tomorrow night in Utah, which is not that's tough. Not an easy opponent. And then that's the last game before the trade deadline. They actually get three days off, uh, which is, is going to feel so strange to Thunder fans because we have literally had a Thunder game either back-to-back nights or every other night yeah. for basically over a month. And so now there's going to be three days I off. I feel everything. I feel it entirely. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I do as well, and it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to have the three day break, and they play three more games before the the break. They have Dallas on Saturday, Sacramento Sunday, two p.m. tip before the Super Bowl, and then Orlando on the road, six thirty, and that is on TNT um, before they head off for the All Star break. So, uh, trade deadline is is Thursday at three p.m. Eastern time. And it is so far pretty quiet as far as like the scuttlebutt goes mm-hmm. around the league. Uh, I still believe there's going to be a lot of trades. I do believe the Thunder will make some kind of trade on mm-hmm. Thursday, whether that be to um, relocate Poku or Trey Mann, or I think the Davis Bertans contract is on the table. Uh, do I think something big will happen? I don't. Um, I said that with Zach Lowe last week that I kind of leaned toward a smaller move where you're just like fortifying your bench a little bit, just giving yourself another wing option. Uh, I, I tend to believe that they still want to play with a stretch big. And so I my guess is that they if they do acquire another big man, that this will be a shooting, passing type of big man. And Kelly Olenek like is... Nas Reed. Hey, if your buddy Nas Reed is available, send him on down. That's Question th- mark to you. I was I was listening to the low low pod. Mm-hmm. They were discussing the fact that the Wolves are terrible on offense. Yeah. Um, and they were saying, yeah, they, they should play more with Towns as a big. Should play more with this, this, and that. They need like another guard. I said, I I kind of agree with that. I know that Nas Reed is killing the Thunder. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the two man, two big man lineup doesn't really work. It's it's tough to have a really good offense playing two bigs. Certainly. Yeah, and do you really think that if you get like a very good two three guard that can play defense, that the defense can be worse than what they have right now? It's I don't gonna, believe that. It's not gonna be a whole lot worse. I don't think so. Yeah, especially if you can play like a all clamps lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, say that they get like a good two-three guy, and you play Conley, Edwards, that guy, um, McDaniel, and Gobert. How can you how can you score on that end? Yeah, and then you can play some free-flowing Towns 
at the center kind of lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then they don't really need Nasrid. I still think that after <laughs> I will stand on my you end want alone. No, I, I, there's no defense there, so I kind of pass. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. He can shoot it for sure. He can shoot it. Yeah, I would like it. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would, I would like it. I don't think they're going to deal him. I think they love him. I think the team loves him. I think the community yeah. loves him. I just don't think they would trade Nas Reed. Yeah, we love the three big men as well. It gives us a chance. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Um, um, yeah. Question to you: Would you trade for Denny Advia? I know. Uh, I know. Can he be? Can he be the guy? I, I was. I was against him being drafted in the top 10. Mm-hmm. I, I vividly remember, I hope that he doesn't mind, 
um, uh, Fred asking me, do you want to, to do a draft pod with me? I said, yes, but please let's not talk about Advia. <laughs> and he says, okay, I, I, I wanted to do a podcast, an entire podcast about him. I said, well, I'll come anyway, but I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in, in Italy, we say after like poop uh, out of the toilet, uh, <laughs> we say it's it's not meat nor fish, meaning you know it's it's it sounds not substantial as mm-hmm. a player. Mm-hmm. But I, you see the numbers, and and it's very good at the rim, seventy percent. It's quite good from the three point range, thirty eight point five percent. Is a decent rebounder, definitely a smart player, can pass, can dribble. It's not elite at anything, but he's very tall. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you think that he could play? Maybe, maybe just you just extend him for cheap. He's already been extended. And uh, oh yeah, it doesn't have like a terrible contract. No, no, it's actually good. It's through he's he's extended through twenty seven, twenty eight. And it descends. So it starts at 15.6, then to 14.3, 13.1, and then 11.8 in 27.20. It's not a bad deal. I mean, it's objectively a very good deal. Yeah. I mean, he'll be 27 and making 11.8 million, which mm-hmm. will be like below the taxpayer, below the mid level, you know, mm-hmm. and probably around the taxpayer mid level, maybe a little bit lower than that. At that time, I I don't mind it. I don't think. I mean, what, what's Washington's incentive when you're talking about like great contract, good player, moves the ball, plays defense? Why would I guess my thing is what does it cost? And then why but would Thompson two picks, two picks like two first round picks, bad ones? Can they be in this draft? Sure. Yeah, I'd definitely trade two picks in this draft for him. Give me two trade two picks in this draft for a player that can that you know can play for you. Do that. It's still not irrelevant. I mean, it's still a draft where if you have like it's a draft, all right. Say that um, not the the best nor the worst of the pick that OKC has. So the the two of that are middle of the pack. Like the third right now would be thirteen and twenty seven. Would you trade that? Or two two picks in the next draft, but none in the top eight. Something like that. Yeah. Where if you get like a very good pick for some reason, then then you keep it. If not, like if it's nine and twelve, I mean I'm not opposed to trading picks in this draft. I think you might honestly you might want to wait until the draft to trade some of these. Um you but can you can you can play with protections. I just don't. I honestly just don't think you can trade two picks for him, though. It's too. Okay. It's too much. One and one, one and two, one first, two seconds. Sure, that's fine. Better. Um, something like that. I think that he could legitimately play for OKC. Almost immediately. Yeah, he's yeah he's a good player. He's he's one that can process the game. At a pretty high level, he's strong. I, I'm not quite a believer in the shot. He shot it well this year. Do we buy the yeah. improvement from three? Would be my question because he's a career. That 30, is, 
He's a career 32% from three. He's 29% last year, second year 31%, rookie year 31%. Typically, those numbers are more indicative of who he is than the number this year. I mean, look at his free throw percentage. It's still only 74%. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I, I mean, just, I just if he was a sure thing, three-point shooter, you would not get him. For sure, Period. for sure. But that's why I might just be willing to wait for somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm mildly interested in a trade like this one yeah. where, yeah, you pay probably too much, but if he works, he's exactly the guy that you might need. Because, he, like, if you face the Clippers, he can give you 15 minutes of good defense on a, on a wing. Yeah, he can guard. He's kind of like the Israeli Jeff Green. <laughs> you know I don't know what, I mean? what that means, but okay. Like he's, I mean, that's where he's from, Why right? Jeff Green? Why Jeff because, Green? Because he's like this six foot nine, like can do everything, but not, is he good at any one thing? Is he really that good at one thing? Like, no. You yeah. know what I mean? Like forward yeah. that is good at, like, if he wants to play in the NBA, he'll play in the NBA for a long time. You know? Yeah. Just like Jeff. Yeah. And I promise you, as he goes, if he starts getting like moved around a little bit, team like teams are going to start talking themselves into him, just like they do with Jeff Green. You know? How many teams have talked themselves into Jeff or Green? Or with slow-mo. Slow-mo is another one of these guys. Slow-mo is like another interesting one. I don't, I mean, the shooting's not there. He's a, he's a, he might even be a step slower <laughs> this year. Which is I don't like him. I wouldn't want him here. I'll tell you no. that. Like I, I like the like the decision making for his size and all of that, but like do you know what he's shooting from three this year? Twelve. Uh, it's a little better than twelve. Nineteen percent. He's only dude yeah. in fifty games, this is even worse than the percentage. In fifty games, you know many, it's not that bad. But thirty one. He's only taken thirty one threes. <laughs> he's made That's six. Not that better. 31. Yeah. It's close Point to a six. career low in in his I mean, it's it's not as bad as like what his free throw or his three-point rate was like early on in his career, but like last season he took 105 in 69 games. He's only taken 31 through 50 this season. The previous year, he took 109 in 69. I mean, he's played six, he played 69 games very nice 3 years in a row. He's a, this is a man wow. who loves 69 right here. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, Slomo's not the guy. They would move, I think they would move him. But it's also just because he hasn't been that good. You know? Yeah. Like he can do some thundery yeah. things, definitely. But he didn't, like he would not have helped the Thunder last night. No. Like he would have actually hurt them quite a bit last night. You know? Like I want guys on this team. That can step up and take 11 threes when you need them to. You know? So you don't want Denny out of you. Okay. Do you, I mean, how, what's, what's his, what's, let me see how many Denny has taken this season. Like, what his, his, his high for this season in his game logs. It's probably it. six or seven. Let me find it. Let me find it. It's actually eight. eight. He went one of eight against Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, he scored 14 points on 18 shots in that game. Nice. Pretty nice. <laughs> I don't also, know. Oh, the other, the other, um, the other game where he had 
The most shots is also against Brooklyn. Yeah. Nailing nine out of 18, though. Yeah. 13 rebounds. Six assists. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. I don't know. Would I be excited? Would I talk myself into Denny Avdia faster than anything else if they dealt for him on Thursday? Yep. Um, (laughs) Is that something that I'm like clamoring for today? Not really. No, it's not Cam Johnson, I know. Cam Johnson would absolutely rock and roll here. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh yeah. Not going to happen. I don't yeah. think that I don't think they're trading Cam. I don't like I I really yeah. don't think they're gonna trade him. And it would cost a lot to get him. But he like he'll take some threes. He would have been awesome last night. He's uh his season high, same as Aaron Wiggins, eleven <laughs> against, against Washington. Two of eleven. I just want I just want Chet to take like fifteen in a game. I do too. Or Dub. Yeah, I really want Chet to take. The f- I, again, I was very excited by ten, but yeah, give me like fifteen threes. And he also had some nasty block shot anyway. He's so good. He always has. We we're those. like, oh, he's hitting the rookie wall. Like he, I don't know. He had a few bad games, but well, he's been. Really he had good. three bad weeks. He's, he's been in those really three bad weeks, he was not efficient. That was the only thing because it was not like producing less. It was just less efficient. He's been really good lately. He's been really yeah. good lately. So against Philly, he took 11 threes earlier this season. I don't really quite remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah, now that you say that, I remember that God, Philly really played a, a similar brand of basketball that, that Toronto did, like yeah. just snagging. And allowing, and Chet took a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't make a lot, but he took a lot. Yeah, he was five of eleven. Five? Okay. That's good. I thought like three, four. Five. Yeah. five is great. Five. Is great. <clears throat> yeah, he's taken eight once. He's taken six a ton of times. He's taken five. Oh a ton no, of times. that was the game where three. it was bombing at the end of the game. Yeah, it was bomb uh, after bomb. Yeah, yeah. He's only had one game where he took one three. Do you remember what game it was? Hmm. The first game against Denver? No. So they played Cleveland. Okay. They beat Cleveland I thought it was eight. one of the early games. Took one. Yeah. Yeah. November eighth. Seemed like a year ago. It does. It feels like forever ago. It feels like that was his rookie yeah. season. He's somehow like outside of a rookie season. But uh, okay, yeah. McKellie, your last pod before the trade deadline. Give me a prediction for the trade deadline on Thursday and make it spicy. Uh, I was ready to say, well, they will trade for Denny Advia. It's not <laughs> spicy at all. It's got um, some spice to it. There's a kick to it. That's a that's a jalapeno. No, it's terrible, terrible, terrible one. Uh, it should have warned me um, to give me time to think about it. Sorry. Um, Mm, spicy but realistic or yeah, just yeah, yeah. Spicy, spicy i like mean you could just Green. be like oh they're gonna trade for lebron you know like that's spicy but no not lebron but you know could have said something like trading for bogdan bogdanovich bogdan that is bogdan? not going to happen bogdan bogdan the hawks one yeah um i would love to have bogdan it doesn't help any anything uh really uh, because he, they they have like Aaron Wiggins and guys like that, that that play the exact same role, but I would love that. I think that deep down, I want them to, uh, and this is not spicy at all, but I wonder if they take a veteran that plays the three and the four, like Arizona Barnes, yeah, players absolutely. like that. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Again, gosh. not spicy. You know what Bogdan's 
high this season is in three-point attempts? I don't know. He took like more than 12 against us, so. 18. Yeah. He took yeah, 18 about, against about, Miami. 18-17. Yeah. 18, he had a 17-1 against Denver. 12 against Miami. 12-11-11-11-11-11. He says a, he has 14 double-digit three-point attempt games. Love yeah, he, he he's a gunner. He's a he gunner. He had 40 against, against Denver. 40. Yeah, he, he can score. What about Bruce Brown? Like, like he was terrible last night. He was bad. Bad, bad, bad. What happens? What happened with him? I don't know. Um, Advia, Harrison Barnes, someone who can re- really be a sound player off the bench, mm-hmm. who can you put there against like a, um, a wing mm-hmm. and you just don't pay him. I think that is something that I would love to. Um, but as for spicy, I don't know if, if there is a spicy name out there yeah. uh, that has the these traits. Mm-hmm. What what do you think? Do you have a spicy one? I don't have except spicy for one. Cam Johnson, which will not happen. Yeah, Cam would be my would be my spicy take. I don't have. I mean, I I've been saying it the whole trade season. Who I think they should trade for, and it's like not spicy at all you know yeah yeah but Royce O'Neal that, Royce O'Neal you know what his you know what his nickname is no big meal <laughs> does that help you at all does that do anything for you nope nope big what about meal, DFS Royce O'Neal. god that would be great Let's let me see what his season high in three point attempts is 13 Royce O'Neal like yeah. 13. 10 13 13 Against who? Against Boston. Okay. I like then the attempts. Then you know that is exactly, exactly the, the player that will be schemed in the same way for the Thunder. Yeah, he was 2 of 13. <laughs> yeah. He scored six points that night. Oh, boy. But he did have three assists, and they did lose by 10. So there's Wow. That. There's so that. it's entirely on to him. Nice. Yep. It's exactly the player that he wants. It's exactly him. That's exactly him. Hey, he did <sighs> shoot 6 of 12 against Toronto. He could have played in that game yesterday and helped the Thunder. 18-7-4 huh. with two steals and two blocks against Toronto. They won by 45? They won by 12. Yeah. I like him. I think he's good. I think he is like a nice break glass in case of emergency player. Big meal. Yeah, it's um, you do it and you don't regret it. And if it doesn't help, who cares? Yeah, exactly. He's expiring. You can let you can let big meal go if you need to. Uh, all right, McKelly, we'll let you go. And I cannot wait to see what happens at the trade deadline. Hope they trade for a big, big fat meal. Um, hope you guys have an awesome day. Thanks so much for listening to this show. Be sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel put some shorts up there i put a um a video of my perspective at the game on the giddy inbound pass to tie the game you can go watch that uh, i made a quick video of what i think are the most important two most important plays from the game last night you can go watch that on our youtube channel as well please subscribe hey if you're watching right now we got a lot of people watching right now whoo a lot of you guys are watching at work right now i assume at 2.24 p.m. in the afternoon. Hit a hit that like button for me, please, right now. And if you are not subscribed, if you're watching live, please subscribe to the channel. We, Man, 
the best is yet to come for this season too, McKelly. Like this, you got to join. You got to you got to get some more dunkers on board. If you're if you're listening right now, hey, just copy the link, send it to a friend. Say, hey, you're a Thunder fan. Listen to this. Uh, it's going to be a wild ride, and this is just the beginning. It's going to be beautiful. Um, McKelly, thanks as always, and uh, we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.